0: salespeople, calling all salespeople, get prepared for a slim, ball-headed brother with skills, wearing a tailored suit, polished shoes, and gold watch, last seen in Atlanta boarding a plane, on his way to do another training, sales pro. What's going on sales pros? We are back for another episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. Of course, I am your host, Taman Jamison, and I want to talk a little bit today about transactional selling. As you can see by the title, it's called Who's Next? The Problem with Transactional Selling. If you've been following the Sales is Simple podcast and the approach for any amount of time, you realize that I teach from a perspective of dealing with a relationship with your client versus a transaction. So I'm going to first start off by talking about what I mean by transactional selling and what you can expect as we go through this podcast episode when I refer to transactional selling. So transactional selling is really when you are just chasing the next dollar. And I'll explain this in the terms of you car guys, all right? As you know, I was in the car business for the vast majority of my selling career, and we are in a new month. So you've heard the term from hero to zero. Okay, as soon as that clock ticks midnight and you're into the next month, you start from scratch again. But a lot of times in sales, we take that same mentality when we're dealing with clients because we're just looking for the next sale. When that month turns over, you're looking to start over with the next month. So transactional selling is really focused on getting to the next sale by trying to find the next prospect you're really looking for the next person to walk in the door. You're looking for the next phone call to come in. You're looking for the next internet lead to come in. And so you're really looking at trying to garner a new relationship with somebody brand new. The challenge with transactional selling is that you're working very hard. And I'm going to go into some detail with that a little bit later, but I really want you to understand what I mean by transactional selling. Now, Not just for you car guys, all right, but transactional selling also goes specifically when you are selling products or when you're being measured on a month-to-month basis or a quarterly basis or an annual basis. When you are on that type of schedule, then you usually get into transactional selling or it's hard to get out of transactional selling because you're always thinking about, okay, I got to get the next sale, I got to get the next sale. Okay, so let's talk about how you allocate your time and get away from that transactional selling, because obviously you have to sell transactionally. You have to get new prospects. You have to feed your pipeline. You have to get new customers who are potentially going to buy your product or service. But a lot of times what I see is that most salespeople and many companies do that by sliding the current clients that they have. So talking about allocating your time. Let's think about when you have to make your follow-up calls, all right? And what I mean by have to make, because either your company or your manager mandates that you have to make a certain amount of calls per day or per week or per hour, whatever the metric is, or you've determined within your own self that I need to contact X number of people every single day or every single hour, or every single week or every single month, okay? But what tends to happen is we spend more time trying to get in front of the people who we do not have a relationship with yet. So think about this, all right? You get a new prospect, maybe you go out and you meet them, they come in, they meet you, however you meet them, and then you spend countless times trying to get back in touch with them. You're leaving messages, you're sending text messages, you're emailing, you're calling at different times of the day, you're spending a lot of time and energy trying to get to that next step with that client. What I want you guys to focus on is to take a good proportion of your time, and I would say more time should be spent towards cultivating the relationships with the clients that you already have. If you are doing everything that we've talked about so far in this sales and simple approach, and you are really setting yourself apart, you're asking the right questions, you're building rapport with a client, then you know that customer. You know what they like, you know what they don't like, you know how they like to be contacted, you know when they'd like to be contacted, you know important items in their life. When big events come up, you know about it, you know when it's coming up, their birthdays, their anniversaries, big celebrations that they're having, how they like to relax, their hobbies, all those things come into play when you're following up with them. And remember, what you want your clients to do is to be a soundboard for you out in the community. Imagine if you had your own sales force, if you had people who were trying to bring you business. That's how you need to look at your current clients. These are people who have entrusted you to deliver your offering, who have paid you their money, who have cultivated a relationship with you. And if you continue to form that relationship, they will talk about you positively positively. In their community, they'll talk to their neighbors, their friends, their family, anybody that they come across their co-workers and they will explain to them how great of an experience they've had with you, which in turn will send you more business with less work. All right. Now, that's what we want to do is work smarter, not harder. We've heard that term. I don't know how many times. Right. We've heard about it. We've talked about it. We've experienced it at some points. But to really let that sink in, this is what we're talking about, is really working smarter. You're having your own basic sales force out there talking about you and your company out in the community. And the only way that you can get that done is by continue to farm the relationship with your current clients. In transactional selling, you're not doing that because you haven't established a relationship yet, right? You're still trying to transact business with somebody. You're still trying to get them to say yes. You're still trying to get them to pay you money. You're still trying to take that next step with them. And in order to get to that, you got to spend a lot of time following up, calling, going on meetings, seeing them again. All the things that we have to do to get up to the point of them saying yes. So stop focusing so much on transactional selling. Think about, let's say you have to make 20 calls a day, all right, 50 calls a day, whatever your number is, 100 calls a day. Would you rather make 100 calls a day and leave 90 voicemail messages or make 10 calls a day, reach all 10 of those people and sell five of them? Okay, think about that again. Would you much rather sell the people you're talking to or have them say, you know what? I'm glad you called. I was just talking to my neighbor and I was telling them about you. Here's their number. You need to give them a call or I'm going to have them call you right now. Or you're on the phone all day long leaving messages, text messaging people, not getting responses. All right. We don't want to do that. And we don't have to do that. We should have more time spent, more quality time spent focusing on the customers we already have than trying to farm and build a relationship with somebody who we just met. All right. That's the definition, from my point of view, of working smarter, not harder, okay? I built my career on doing that. I spent a lot of time getting to know my clients before and after the sale, and I still have relationships with clients from 15 years ago, all right, because I know how important it is to have them talk about me when I'm not around, and of course, in a good way, but that also lessens the amount of work that I have to do. And let's keep in mind, all right, let's be real for a second, realizing that the people who come back to you a second time, a third time, a fourth time, or the people who get referred to you by one of your clients, they pay you more. And of course, when they pay more, you make more. So let's look at this from that point of view. You work less, all right, you don't have to exert as much energy, and they pay you more. So somebody please tell me, where the problem is with that scenario all right the problem is we don't work it correctly even as managers and I'll talk to you for a second all right managers we spend a lot of time and again I'm talking to managers not leaders managers spend a lot of time getting you to manage your time all right managers manage tasks leaders lead people Right, So if you're managing tasks, you're trying to manage somebody to make a certain amount of calls, to see a certain amount of people, to do certain things. And that's all you're managing. If you're leading people, you're trying to get them to produce results. And that's what you really want. That's what we want to salespeople. people. That's what your company wants. That's what the management staff, leadership, ownership. That's what they want. They want results. Throughout my career, I don't think I found any manager or salesperson or or anybody in that capacity who gets upset when they are producing results, all right? Life is happier. Everything is funner. You're in a better mood. Your colleagues seem to be in a better mood. Everything just seems to be going better when you are producing. And the other thing that really goes into effect when you're producing is you don't get micromanaged to have to do all these remedial tasks all right, if you're the number one salesperson in your organization and your department and your group and your company, then you're not going to get managed and so in such a way that they're going to be like, all right, how many calls did you make today? Who did you talk to today? What did you say? What did they say? Okay, because you're producing results and you've figured out a way to produce results. So as long as you're producing results, the micromanaging goes away. Now, there are some one-off situations where you have a manager who just does not understand that you can't squeeze more results out of somebody by pushing them to do all these little remedial tasks. Okay. You can support them and get them to maybe eke out another 5%, another 10%, but you can't get them to do another 50% if they're producing regularly by pushing on them to do all these little tasks. All right. But, I digress a little bit. I just want to, you know, kind of talk about how transactional selling differs from relationship selling. And it's really about production. Once you can produce, then you realize that your energies are much better focused on the people that you've already sold to and built a relationship with than the ones you're trying to start a brand new relationship with. All right. It is much better to keep the person you already have. The other challenge you have when you start focusing on all these transactions and trying to get to the next new prospect is you start taking away time that is necessary to keep your current clientele happy. They need to hear from you on a regular basis. You've heard me say time and time again that there are certain times of the year when you need to be touching your customers, you need to be reaching out to them, you need to be stopping by their office, you need to be putting your name in front of them And the more times you can do that, the more solid they will be as your client. When something comes up and arises that's maybe different um, in your offering, maybe they have a change in their lifestyle, something's happening in their family and they decide they need to shift gears. They'll reach out to you first rather than going to Google and searching for whatever it is that you do. You'll be the first person and hopefully the only person on their mind when they say, hey, it's time to get a new car. It's time to get a new policy. It's time to get a new house. You're the only person that I can think of because we've built a relationship over the years. All right. The other problem with transactional selling is that a lot of times I see too many salespeople get into their sales profession. Well, before they get into it as a profession, but they get into sales not thinking long term. You can really build a solid enterprise, basically, a business within another business or for you entrepreneurs, build your business within a year to two years if you really focus on the current clients that you have. All right, when you stop thinking about them, and what I mean stop thinking about them is you stop focusing your time and energy to reaching out to them, touching them, letting them know that you're still around, then they'll have that same type of loyalty to you, which is none, all right? When it's time for perhaps something to change in their lifestyle, they won't think of you, all right? And now you're constantly in that hamster wheel of chasing the next transaction. So you're spending a lot of time just going in circles, all right? How many of you would just love to sit back and have your phone ring or people walk into your office or come by and see you all day long because you put in the work ahead of time. I'm telling you, that's what can happen. I will give you another example and I'll repeat, you know, I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes, but when I first got in the car business, a guy by the name of Dave King, I watched him. He had been selling, uh, I don't know, maybe six, seven years when I got there, but he never talked to a new customer. He literally sat in the corner of his office and read the newspaper all day and outsold everybody in the entire country, not in our company, not in our state. But he was the number one salesperson in the entire country because he knew the importance of farming his customers, staying in touch with them. And they were so loyal to him that he did not have to go look for a new customer. They would come and see him. They would call him. They would send their kids. They'd send their grandkids, send their neighbors. And all day long, there was a steady influx of customers coming to see him, so much so that he never had to look for a new prospect. That's what I'm thinking about. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you guys. That's what we need to be thinking about as soon as we get into sales. Be thinking about what your sales career is going to look like two years from now, three years from now, next year, and start putting things into place. Start building those relationships, start calling your customers, start taking a lunch break with your customers, start swinging by their office just to say hello. It doesn't have to be you bringing them donuts and bringing them snacks and stuff like that. You don't have to spend money. Now, obviously, that helps, but especially when you first get into sales, you may not have the funds. You're getting you know, your business off the ground, so you may not have the funds where you can go out and actually spend money on a client, but just letting them know that you're there for them Letting them know that if they have any questions, you'll answer them for them. If they have any concerns, you'll be right there for them, and that they take precedence over a new customer. Let me repeat that: your current clients must take precedence over a new client. Okay, and I'm not talking about money money coming into fact at all. All right, you have one client who maybe has paid you over the course of your um, relationship with them maybe they paid you $10,000 okay they're a $10,000 customer to you and now you're chasing this new customer who is worth so you think $50,000 all right but how many people do you think your current customer is going to send you over the course of your relationship with them they may send you $100,000 $200,000 worth of business But because you're looking at the next transaction, you're trying to get that $50,000 worth of business, you completely neglect your current client who has been loyal to you over the years, and you basically are telling them, hold on for a second, I've got another customer who I want to kind of get to a point where you are, so I'm just going to slight you for a second. Customers can feel that, especially if it's in a face-to-face situation. All right. If you have a customer who comes into your office and you're dealing with a client now, I'm not saying that you need to interrupt an appointment or a meeting that you're having with a prospect, but you really need to acknowledge your previous client. Let them know that their business is very important to you. Their visit is very important to you. And just as soon as you get done with your prospect. That you'll address their needs or you excuse yourself if if it's a a possibility for you to do that. Excuse yourself with your prospect. Go over there, address your client for a second and then go back to your prospect. All right. The point is, we got to really make sure to focus on building a relationship instead of trying to chase that transaction. All right. Because it all starts with genuinely connecting with the people that you are trying to sell right from the beginning. Like I said, set yourself apart and start asking the right questions. When you start doing those two steps meticulously and being an expert at those two steps, you will start building that relationship where the transaction will occur faster, they'll pay more for the transaction, but then it'll really set you up for that next sale and get you into a rhythm of talking to your customers on a regular basis, building a relationship, asking them about their kids, their family, their hobbies, and really connecting with them, all right? So I just really wanted to talk to you guys about transactional selling because that is something that too many of us salespeople get in the trap of. And I especially want to talk about this. We're going into the month of June. We're going into a new month. So rather than you taking those first couple of days and thinking about, all right how do I get to a fast start? How do I start off the month? How do I get my next sale? Why don't you go back and call some of the people that you sold in May and that you sold in April and you sold in March. Reach out to them, find out how they're doing, see if there's anything you can help them with and ask them to refer business to you, all right? If they really love the situation that occurred when they were interacting with you, if you really built a relationship with them, then they're already thinking about who they can send to you. And if you do any kind of incentives for them, you give them a restaurant gift card or you pay them a finder's fee or a referral fee or anything like that, that's just icing on the cake. That's just a little extra thank you. But if you don't do that, and if your company doesn't do that or they don't allow you to do that, whatever the case is, then just by you building that relationship, the customer will already feel obligated to send you more business. They'll feel... A sense of reward themselves just by knowing that the people they're referring is getting taken care of the same way that you took care of them all right so that's today's episode guys we're getting close to 20 minutes so i want to go ahead and wrap that up let you get to work and let you have some time to get on the phone to start calling those previous clients All right. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review the podcast yet, please make sure you go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to the podcast and put a comment in. Um, If you heard last week's episode, I addressed a question and a comment by one of the listeners. If you have one of those comments or questions, just drop me a line and I'll be more than happy to address that in the podcast episode. If you need some more one on one, some more in depth uh, training or tips based on your situation, you can go to my website opportunitydevelopmentllc.com we can schedule some time to speak you know for a half hour or so and then see if there's anything um, that we need to do more on a long-term basis so go out there guys make some money thank you again i'll see you and talk to you again next week and please always remember especially from this episode that the best way to get what you want is by giving others what they want